All right, welcome to the latest episode of The Original. I'm Tristan Gilbert, and I'm joined by a very special guest, Maddie Merrill of Z103. Hello. Thanks for doing this, man. This is kind of a dream come true. You bet. You caught me at it. You caught me on a good day. Yeah, <laughs> second to last day, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Second That's to awesome. last day. You're kind of the the voice of my teenage years. Okay. So I just well, want to thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I'm kind of curious to the man behind the voice because I've known who you are for you know over a decade, but as far as a person, I don't know. Sure. Anything about you? Sure. So I didn't even grow up here in eastern Idaho. I grew up in Canada, which I joke about all the time on air mm-hmm. on Z103. Um, <clears throat> so I grew up in Canada, and I, um, when I was up there, you know, typical typical life. Went to public school, played sports, uh, basketball, football. I played men's volleyball as well. And uh, the first time I ever really got exposed to being on air and stuff like that, I had to, growing up, I had a chance to meet, like, some of the, like, famous tv guys and stuff like that or i always thought it'd be cool to be on the radio and stuff like that but i was scared i was like i i just i can't do it i i i can't put my voice out there and uh when i think it was a sophomore junior year we were hosting a basketball tournament and we were it was getting late in the day and it was we were kind of bored and, and someone's like hey you should you should take the microphone and like announce the basketball game okay sure so i did that and you know it just kind of evolved from there and, uh, you know, ended up ev- announcing that game and then the next games. And then throughout the season, I did it and people came to expect it. And they said, you're getting really good at this. And then it ended up being one of those things where have you ever heard of it's like a career aptitude test or something yeah. like that? Um, I took one of those and it came back that I should be an announcer. Well, I'm like, well, Dang. there we go. It's it's settled. That's <laughs> that's what I need. And so I ended up doing that and went um you know, came, moved down from Canada, moved to Rexburg, went to Brigham Young University, Idaho, um, did a year of school there, then went on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, then uh, came back and went into the uh, um, communications program at BYU-Idaho and um, ended up, uh, you know, d- did a lot of stuff there. I was lucky to have uh, Jay Hildebrandt, the former Local News 8 anchor, as uh, one of my teachers at BYU-Idaho. And um, part of the course that I was taking, for, it was an intro to broadcasting course, because I was still really interested in it. And I wanted it to, I wanted to see, hey, is this really for me? Like, is this the path I want to go down? And so he ended up taking us to the Riverbank Communications Studios, this place, which actually ended up being in Blackfoot at the time. That's where our studios were at. And um, went down there, and Brad from the Z Morning Show, um, he uh, asked if anyone wanted to do a practice radio spot. And just it's like a Z103 dirt type thing. Yeah, and I, ra- I remember I, that. I raised my hand. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. So I read something. I think it was about Oprah Winfrey, something like that. And <laughs> I, like, I, I literally read one paragraph. I'm like, I'm just going to read this how I think they'd say it on the radio. Well, I walked out of there with a job offer to do weekends Dang. on Z103. And then it just kind of went from there. And yeah. 13 years later, I'm here. It kind of feels like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Like all this, the aptitude test and then sure. walking away with a job. Sure, yeah. It just, it, it Everything just worked out to the point where it's like, okay, this is there's there's a reason why I'm going down this path, and I'm totally and I was good with it, you know. I'm like, this is cool. I get to be on the radio. I get yeah. to, I get to 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 do all these different cool things, learn all these different skills. And I was doing that while I was in college. I mean, by yeah. the time I, I graduated from BYU Idaho in 2011, July of 2011, and I'd been working on air at that point since June 2009. So a full two years, I'd been working on a commercial radio station when most of my peers, the most experience they'd had was working on the college radio station. Yeah. So I was very, very blessed and very lucky to be able to have that opportunity. Yeah, quite the internship. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was internship on the fly, that's for sure. Was So when you set out to do broadcasting, was the intent radio? or I feel like you're, you're a bit of a sports guy. Sure, yeah. I, I really wanted to work in sports. And... Um, which honestly, it'd still be fun. It really would. I, I love sports. I love almost every single sport. Um, I'll play any sport that anyone puts in front of me, and I I love seeing like when I watch sports on TV how people commentate it. I, I love seeing how they cover those events, and I wanted to be a part of that. And so when I went to school um, up at BYU Idaho, that's what um, I was originally going in there for. I was I was learning how to use uh, TV and um, you know you know, create those types of videos and highlight reels and stuff like that for it. Um, what I found though, was that if you really want to be successful in, in, in sports broadcasting, especially you have to be willing to move about every year or two. (laughs) And I'm a type of guy who does not like moving. I I found, um, 
I mean, I moved from Canada down here, which was fine. I was good with that. I'm like, okay, I'm coming for school. I get that one. But once I have my roots set, I really don't like to move at all. And that's and that was one of the things. Like, and and I see it. Like, I have lots of friends that have have worked, at, you know, at KPVI or local news eight or KIDK that have been in sports and whatnot. And I see where where they go in their careers, and it's really really cool. Like, a lot of them have gone on to huge markets, like in California and New York and Florida and Salt Lake and and so on and so forth. And I'm super happy for them but and i'm like that could have been me but at the same time i just don't feel like i have the ability to move that way that they do and then you know once you have a family you get married and have a family that also changes things too yeah definitely um and one thing about like it's kind of funny because like the sports you cover it's almost like the market you're in is like the equivalent like you know you want to be in a power five school so it's kind of like stepping stones exactly here you're kind of Exactly. I mean, we're, we're, you know, around here, we're, we're a growing area right now. We really are, but we're still a small, small market. You yeah. know, we're not going to, you're going to get your, your kids straight out of college that come work here, you know, especially when it comes to sports and stuff like that. And you just have to slowly move up, yeah. you know. So if you want to use the, the, college, the college analogy, you know, you're starting here, we could say it's Division three, then you move <laughs> to Division two, then you move to FCS, then FBS, you know, with the G5 and then P5, right? Yeah. Eventually, you're going to make your way up there. And some people never leave Division three in that sense or maybe they only make it to the fcs level or whatever it may be in terms of market size but you know what honestly what i something that i found was if you're happy where you are then it doesn't matter yeah you know because you could be in new york you could be in in los angeles and you could be in these huge markets but you could be insanely unhappy even though you're maybe at the top of your game yeah and it's all about your happiness that's i was about to say that you're kind of like a perfect example of that that you found where you wanted to be and liked it and it always feels like the people that are like in the local areas, doing what they love, they don't have to deal with all the, all the drama. I feel like the higher up you get, the yeah. more it's less about the job, and there's all this stuff surrounding it that kind of takes away from it. In a way. Sure, sure, I'd agree with that. There's a lot of stuff that uh, you know when you're local, um, you, when you're local, you have local problems and yeah. solutions. When you go regional or national, then you've got to think on a much bigger scale, and that involves more people, and then sometimes takes away uh, from your original intent of why you were there. Yeah, yeah. So before we started this, you were talking about how you were doing a sports show. Sure. Can you dive into that a little bit? I mean, I know we talked about it before. Yeah, no, you're good. Absolutely. So uh, I want to say it was 2015, somewhere in that area, maybe 16. I can't quite remember anymore. But uh, um, we had this idea that here in eastern Idaho, um, there wasn't a ton of sports coverage focus solely on the high schools now obviously you've got what you know what local news 8 does with their sports line and what kpvi did when guys like matt gittens was here and stuff like that and some of the now you know they took away their sports and brought it back but we just didn't feel like there was a ton of actual coverage for for the eastern idaho high schools in in, in a dedicated manner and the way what i mean by that is on air, I mean, you can have, we had a full hour long show where I could talk just high school sports if I wanted to. The guys on TV, they do their best to talk about it. But they've got maybe two to three minutes. They only have a certain amount of time that they can to hit with that. And so I just felt that there was a, there, there was a, a, a need there that needed to be filled. And so what ended up happening was I had a sales rep that actually uh, works uh, at, here at Riverbend Communications and came to me and said, Hey, I think this is something you could do, <laughs> and uh, um, I was like, okay, and you know, I was I was cool with it. I thought it'd be a fun idea. So at the time, we had a guy by the name of Tim Lewis who was the uh, news talk director uh, on our news station, which is now Cannonball 101. Um, he, uh, I came to him and I said, hey, uh, I think this is something we should do. And he's like, okay, let me talk to you about it. Well, what ended up happening was the, the show got sold before we'd ever given it the stamp of approval. So then we had to go into a meeting and sit down and say, all right, is this really going to, uh, can we make this work? We had to shuffle some stuff around and, uh, you know, we had to bump, uh, we bumped up uh, Mark Richardson's show by like an hour or something like that. So he still got to do his show. I did mine. It was great. Everything was sold. And we ended up doing it. So come in the first time to do it and it's like wow i gotta fill an entire hour worth of stuff and uh luckily for me at the time i was working for idahosports.com so i knew uh, as a side gig so i knew a lot of stuff that was going on especially here in the eastern side of the state because that was kind of like my specialty that was my job you know to know the most about that mm-hmm. and uh that's just it basically kind of came to be that way and we just we just come up with fun segments i just invite my friends in the studio and it'd just be like two or three guys just 
chatting sports kind of a thing for an hour, but all based specifically on Eastern Idaho. And I'd have the opp- I interviewed some coaches. I got to interview kids. You know, it was really really cool because kids got to kind of. They got to be a part of that. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, kids have been interviewed for TV before. I don't know how many times they've had to do a live radio interview. Yeah. So but, two questions. It's yeah. Like a 30-second segment. Okay. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. So, so um, would you would you have deemed that a success? Because, frankly, that sounds like something I would love. I didn't know about it at the time, but I feel like that's something we're still missing. Sure. this in-depth coverage around here. Sure, yeah. It'd be, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I'll be honest with you, it was a lot of work, too. Yeah. There was a lot of work that went into it. And... With the work that came that that to do that, I mean, I do my show on air here at Z103. I was also working with my, the projects that I had at Idaho Sports, and then I would have to c- create a whole other show at the same time and, and come in on Saturday mornings and get that ready to go and you know have everything ready to talk and whatnot. And you know, the very first time I did it, I won't lie, I scripted out every single word I was going to say. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to make sure I nail this kind yeah. of a thing. But um, as I got more comfortable with it, I didn't have to do that anymore. I could just hit, you know, here's some key points, topics and everything. But, you know, um, it was a lot of fun. You know, if you've given the opportunity, I might do it again, you know, but um, especially if you like, like if I have, if I wasn't going to be there on that Saturday, that means I'd have to record that show well ahead of time and you have to time it out and make sure you hit all your breaks and your, and your exits all at the right, at the, at the right moment. Because if you go over on time, then you're screw you're you're screwing up the clock. You're screwing up everything that has to go on for that next hour on that radio station. So, you know, it was very technical, but it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, one thought you could just do your own podcast, do the same show. I could. I, was I, ask I, you that. I, I could. You know, and for a little bit we did actually. Um, what, so what happened was is the news talk station. I want to say 2017, 2018, somewhere in there. Um, it ended up flipping from news talk to what was called uh, Sunny. Uh, sunny, sunny something, sunny, sunny 101 or something like that. It was uh, basically a religious music station hmm. and play a lot of like Sounds of Sunday type stuff that you hear on like Classy 97. And uh, right at that time, I was thinking, hey, maybe this would be good to take it to podcast format because then I can release it whenever I want. I don't have to do it at a specific time. And so it ended up working out really well timing wise where I was thinking that and they were going to they were going to add that in and make the change on that station. And uh, it ended up working out pretty well. So we did I did do podcast format for a few months and then as as life does life changes things change and uh never got around to it yeah. you know, to finishing it that way i should say do you think it's something that you could see yourself doing in the future potentially um i'd say that my life would have to slow down a little yeah. bit to be able to do that you yeah. know i got a lot of stuff going on right now but uh um I, I think so um it would really just depend it would depend on a couple things one time and two um, I'd really f- more fully have to get back into the flow of everything that's happening, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the state, athletically, and in, in, in every classification. Because you can only, I mean, if you only focus on one classification, you're going to lose a whole bunch of potential yeah. listeners, you know. But yeah. you know, it's definitely something I could do. I know I have the equipment to do it. So yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, you've got the equipment, I've got the equipment to do it. So <laughs> we can make something happen. This sounds like something you could do, honestly, though, yeah. Tristan. I mean, it's funny. Me and my dad were just talking about it before I came here. Because like we've been saying this whole time, it just feels like a need that hasn't been met. Sure. I mean, there's been attempts. Yeah, and then, and that's something that uh, if you realize that there's a need that's not being met, that's where that's where great inventions and great things come from. So you got it's time for you to seize the moment I'm, here. It's going to happen. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> so you are currently the athletic director at Ryrie. That's correct. How did that come to be? How do you go from radio personality to athletic director? That's a good question. So, um, so here's kind of what happened in about three years ago. Um, three years ago, um, I was offered, I was encouraged to apply, I should say. I was encouraged to apply for a job at Ryrie High School. Uh, I'd be teaching um, a couple of classes and working with technology, primarily, primarily Chromebooks and any, uh, any IT issues they, they needed kind of a thing. And what ended up happening was um, I got the job out there. And I worked at, worked out in, at, at the high school. I was still doing my show here on Z103. And about two months into my tenure at Ryrie High School, um, the current or the, the then principal girls basketball coach and athletic director, three jobs, one person, uh, ended up leaving to go to uh, Lyman, Wyoming to become the superintendent there. And so this, the athletic director job came open and I kind of thought for a second, I'm like, okay, you know, that'd be interesting because when I was in high school, I was the teacher's assistant for our athletic director for three years. And I learned a lot. It was really fun. I learned a ton of stuff and uh, about how athletic departments work, all the work that goes into it. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much stuff athletic directors have to do. Like they just don't understand at all. Yeah. And, uh, um, 
So I ended up doing that. And, um, you know, as uh, when I was in high school and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to apply for this athletic director position. And I ended up getting it at, out at Ryer, which is, uh, it was a bold step for me in hindsight, simply because one, I'd never taught before. And two, I'm now not only having never taught before, now I'm going to be an athletic director in what's basically an administrative position within the district where I've never worked before, never taught before, and I'm still getting to know everybody, right? And <laughs> trying to figure out how this place goes. So I probably threw a lot on my plate that um, people are like, you are crazy, you know? And uh, I'll admit that first year was wild because, you know, right in mid-March, that's when everything started shutting down due to the COVID shutdowns and quarantines and whatnot. So that made my life even more interesting. Um, but that's kind of how it came to be. And um, ever since that time, I've, I've still taught. I teach a couple classes every day at Ryrie High School. I uh, still work with Chromebooks, and I'm still the athletic director. And while I'm on Z103, which uh, obviously ends tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. so it just got to a point where the load was overbearing. Is yeah. fair enough to say? It's, I think, you know, you... When you're the athletic director, you spend a lot of time at the school. The joke is that I have cots hiding in different places in the school, <laughs> so I can just go take a nap whenever <laughs> I want. Um, but... Uh, the, I mean, like, let's, let's give an example of, of wintertime. You know, you've got wrestling and basketball and all that stuff going on. You know, you, you, basketball game gets done at 9, 9.30. You don't leave there till 10, 10.30 after everything's cleaned up. And then you realize, oh, you know what? I need to go record a show or something like that. you got to do your work uh, at the radio station. And, and it just, it, it got to the point where it was too much. I mean, I just didn't see my family a whole lot. I still don't, I still don't see them a ton uh, right now as is, but... Uh, it just got to the point where I had to make a decision with what I was going to do. And some things changed in my family that uh, um, allowed me to explore this possibility of, of maybe uh, stepping back and, and calling it good on, on, the, on, on the radio side. How, how long have you known that this is what you were going to do? Um, I, told, I told the management here at Riverbend that it was probably mid-March that I, was gonna, that I, I was, wasn't planning on... on uh, renewing my contract for the next year, which my contract ends end of April. And so I wanted to give them a little bit of a heads up. Um, and they understood, like they, they knew the amount of stuff that I was doing, like they were well aware and they've been very good to me about that. And so, um, so they've known for a little bit. And so it's not like I gave them two weeks. I gave them like a month and a half kind of a thing, you know, but, uh, there was always that possibility. I think they thought, you know, especially with how much I was doing and, uh, I'll tell you, it was weird when I talked to him about it and saying, hey, uh, is this, uh, yeah, this is it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to renew my contract. I'm done kind of a thing. So it was, it was weird to say that, but, um, you know, it's, that's life. Yeah. Uh, like we were saying before, things, I, uh, excuse me, You're I good. believe that things happen for a reason. Sure. And so, like you said, some things, all good things come to an end. And sure. And I'll tell you right now, I think if, if I had not had my job here at Z103, I would not have a job out at Ryrie High School right now. And there's no way um, because of the opportunities I had with Z103, with Idaho Sports, and all the things I was able to do with like East Idaho Game Night and stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff that, that um, had I not done those things, that opportunity had not would not have opened up. And so um, definitely, I mean, there's... Everything happens for a reason in my book. Everything does. It always does. And it's just a matter of uh, are you willing to recognize that and, and go, okay, maybe this is happening for a reason. Or even if you have to step out into the dark for a little bit, that path will always light up in front of you. And, or, or you'll know that you're going down the wrong path and you can turn around <laughs> and go the opposite way. God doesn't give you anything he doesn't think you can't handle. That's, that's right. So it's been about six weeks that you've known. Has it, what are, what, could you, do you think you could explain the emotions you felt? Has it been... Sad one day. Can't wait to be out of here the next day. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a can't, can't wait to be out of here by any means. It's definitely um, maybe nostalgic is the, is the good way to put it. Um, I, came in last, I came in last week with my family because my, my kids love, this, love the studio. They think it's awesome. Um, they love recording stuff here in the studio. They love doing all those types of things. And they bawled when we left. Like they were just so sad. And I asked my daughter why. My daughter's um, seven. And I asked her, you know, why are you so sad? She's like, I've just always known the radio station. Like, it's, it's, it's like taking part of her childhood. And I never really looked at it like that. Yeah. And I looked at it as, hey, I'm going to be able to spend more time with you now. Um, but it ended up being like kind of ending a part of their childhood, which sounds really bad. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's, 
things happen. Like it's like when you move a house, you leave, you, you, you buy a new house, you move from your old house. The kids are like, Oh, I loved our old house better. You know, stuff like that. Right. Um, so it was definitely, there's definitely nostalgic. There's definitely some, some emotion. And I'm sure when I go on air for the last time tomorrow, there will definitely be some emotion, probably, especially in that last hour or yeah. so that I'm on air. Are you going to be crying on air? Probably. I'd be willing <laughs> to bet that. So, uh, um, I'd be willing to bet that I am. And if I don't, um, I'm sure some people in my family are probably going to make some money. I think they're placing bets on if I'm going to if I'm going to actually uh, uh, cry or not on air <laughs> when I when I'm done. But uh, definitely, definitely sad. Um, definitely grateful for the opportunities I've had here. Um, I mean, this place made my career in that sense. Um, it's a very special place. And I got to work with some very, very awesome people here for quite a long time. Um, it's not, I was actually talking with our operations manager, Jay Davis, about this. It's not often that people stay in the industry at one station this long. Yeah. It's just not that common anymore. And uh, so to be able to do that has been very, very cool. It's been very, very awesome. And uh, it's one of those things for me where, you know, am I going to look back at it? Am I going to miss it? Yeah, I probably am, you know, but... That doesn't mean that I'm making the wrong decision either. Yeah, you know, definitely. it's you've got everyone's got to make choices, and there's good things that come from them and bad things that come from them. And one of them is, yeah, I'm probably going to miss this place like crazy, mm-hmm. you know. But that uh, that's that's part of life. That's part of making those choices and accepting what comes with those choices. Yeah, for sure. Do you think you could name your favorite memory from your time here at Z103? Boy, oh, that's a good question. You got seven or eight. Like I've got a lot. I mean. <laughs> There's one time I swam with sharks at the fair, at the Eastern Idaho State Fair. I never heard that story. Yeah, that one, uh, I think I was told never to say anything about that, just just at least on air at least. <laughs> but uh, that was primarily um, <laughs> our general manager was outside because I, sh- I was in a tank with the sharks swimming around. And our general manager was like, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. I don't want to have to file a workman's comp claim for a shark bite <laughs> in, in the middle of Idaho kind of a thing. Um so there's that story. Um, let's see. I had the opportunity to do a lot of uh, charity work with uh, American Cancer Society and Relay for Life, um, and things of that nature. That was always fun. We had a lot. We have a lot of inside jokes. Uh, there's there's a, there's a group of people that you know runs Relay for Life. We have a lot of inside jokes with them from uh, stuff that we've done over the years. Um, there was a time I tried to buy Rigby High School uh, when it was put up for sale by the seniors in 2015. Oh man! Uh, we you called like twenty bucks. Uh, I don't remember how much they. I think it was two. I think they wanted two thousand bucks out of it. I think actually I think they said two thousand and fifteen dollars for their graduating year. I think that's what they said. That's a steal. And yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I think, I think there's the time we did that, um, man, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, doing East Idaho game night was a blast getting to visit, getting to get out in the community, be with uh, kids, go to big games. There was a lot of stuff that, that we got to do. Um, got to interview some really cool people, uh, interviewed, uh, some of the, uh, band members from all American rejects, That's um, cool. you know, stuff like that. Um, there is, there is a lot of really cool stuff that we were able to do, uh, because of my time here at Z103. Definitely. If there was one like major life lesson you learned in all your time working here, what would that be? Major life lesson. Um, don't ever underestimate yourself. Um, look, I went from a guy who hated being in front of people. I hated talking in front of people. Absolutely hated it, loathed it. If I didn't have a script, I, I'd be the guy who'd like put the paper up in front of my face and read it really slow and monotone because I didn't want people to see my face as I was reading. And um, it eventually, it eventually got to the point where I was like, I don't need this anymore. I can do this, right? Don't ever underestimate yourself with what you think you can or can't do, um, because eventually you're going to get to the point where you are so comfortable doing something it becomes second nature. And where people will say, man, I wish I could talk like that guy. And you can turn around to them and say, I was once like you. You can become like me kind of a thing, at least in terms of gaining a skill and whatnot. Um, Did I ever think that I would be on air on a radio station as a career? Honestly, no. (laughs) Uh, I did it for 13 years, though, and it was awesome. And I I was able to do a lot of things and um, gain a lot of skills and have a lot of experiences that you wouldn't have had anywhere else. I'd say if that's if that's a if that's a big one right there just whatever you do there's always a reason why a door opens and even if you decide that a door needs to close 
there's always another door that's going to open. You may not understand why at the time, but you'll always later on when you when you be able to look back at it, you'll be like, that's why that yeah. door opened. You see things you a know? lot more clearly. Exactly, and it's you know it's, sometimes it takes a few years to look at that, and sometimes you wonder if you're what you're doing is right. You know, I definitely wondered that with my radio career. You know, I thought, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this where I should be? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and you know, time and time again, even in the rough patches, you know, there is there there always came that small confirmation like, yeah, okay, I think I'm on the right path here. And kind of the same thing. Just if you if you stick with it, if you stick with it, you'll know if you're do, if what you're supposed to be doing is where you're supposed to be. Kind of a thing. Well, and if you're happy, that's how yes, I feel. exactly. If you're happy, then you're in the right spot. Yeah, and, and you know, and if you're not happy doing what you do, you're not stuck there. You're yeah. really not. And you know, that's one of the things that um, I think too many people forget. You know. They, they don't think they can be happy at a job. You absolutely can be happy at a job. Now, obviously, my job is a little bit different. It's not like I, I'm a, a banker or an accountant or something like that where you may not automatically think, hey, this is a fun job. Yeah, I get to work on a, on a top 40 radio station, you know, uh, playing music and having fun and, and whatnot. But it's, uh, it's one of those things that you have to understand no matter what you do you can have a lot of fun at your job you just have to make it fun yeah. and it's it's all a lot of it has to come back to your attitude and it comes back to how much effort you're willing to put in yeah what you make of it that's exactly right um so kind of to change directions a little bit this is a question I feel like i got the right guy to ask having worked in the industry um do you have any concerns about the future of radio with streaming and spotify sure. and youtube becoming sure um I do, and the main reason I say that is just because of exactly what you said. Technology is evolving so quickly that it um, it's it gives cause it gives me pause with how I don't want to say the viability of radio. I think radio is always going to be there. I don't know that it's going to have as much mass appeal as it once did, you know, ten, twenty, thirty years ago. Um, let me give you a perfect example about this. So. Um, in my in one of my classes that I currently teach, um, it's a broadcasting class. We learn. I teach them exactly about you know audio editing, how to create commercials, stuff like that, imaging and more. And I ask them. I said, "All right, guys, in the last day, how many of you have listened to radio?" And out of the, out of the class, you know, I have maybe a couple kids raise their hand. I said, "Okay." Now, in the last day, how many of you have listened to something like Apple Music or Pandora or Spotify or whatever it may be, some sort of streaming music? And everybody raises their hand. And I, and I said, why, why is it that you think that's the case? They're like, well, we can get it whenever we want, right? And we can get what we want when we want, right? Um, and, and I think that with, with everything, there is with technology at least, there's more and more avenues to be able to find the content that you want. You know, back in the day it was, hey, if you had five radio stations where you lived, sweet, you're <laughs> lucky, right? You had the pop station, you had the sports station, you had the news station, you had the country station, and the rock station, right? That's what you had. Nowadays, I mean, you just look in Eastern Idaho, there's 20 plus radio stations here. Then you've got three TV channels. You've also got Netflix and Hulu and Amazon uh, Prime and You've got all these different streaming services available now. Then you've got all your music avenues as well. You've got your Spotify's, your Pandora's, your Apple Music, so on and so forth. And then you've got podcasts like this one where you can get very specific content uh, for if, if you want it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't want to say that radio is dying, but I want to say that it's be, there's much more competition than there used to be. And especially when it comes to ad dollars and stuff like that, you know, especially with the evolution of social media and digital advertising as well. There's there's a lot of different uh, mediums that are competing for those ad dollars. There's only so many ad dollars to go around, and it's just being spread out more evenly across everywhere. And so um, definitely, I think, I, I mean, radio's done their best to adapt as far as they can right now. I mean, they, they, you look, for example, at Z103, we have an app, right? And the app allows you to listen to the station wherever you are on earth, which is awesome. You know, um, you can also get song facts and you can get artist bios and you can get all this different stuff, all these, all this information about the artist without having to go anywhere, you know, so that's definitely a plus. Um, so I, I think there's more evolution that radio is going to have to do here. I don't think it's dying, but I don't think it's, um, it, it's not as definitely not as popular as it used to be. Certainly. When you're talking about the app, 
it's kind of exactly what I was thinking. They got to provide something that just streaming can't provide. It's like you were saying, song facts, sure, and all that information, sure. So. And, and I mean, it's still it, it's cool that it's a local connection too, because like if you're listening to Spotify or whatever it may be, you're listening to something that's international. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're listening to either your own playlist or a pre-made playlist or something like that. With radio, it's always local, as long as you make it local. And, and the companies have to make a concerted effort to make it and keep it local. Because it's, the, the, it's really easy to not want to be local for a couple reasons. One, you could have a big town sound. Or two, um, it's just easier to, to farm it out to people on the outside. But if you, if you invest enough into it here locally, you can have a lot of success with it. Most definitely. I mean, and uh, people... People innately want to have a local connection. They want to know what's going on in their community. And so you have to give them as many options as possible to be able to connect to their community. And um, that's why I don't think radio will ever, ever die. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to grow in my personal opinion. Maybe some of my colleagues may not share that opinion. But uh, I don't think it's, I, I simply don't think it's growing because as the people who are of the older generation, they start to, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, die off. <laughs> you have to replace those guys with new listeners, and the, all the new listeners—they're not listening really to the radio. They're listening to uh, the, the Spotify's, the Pandora's, all those other avenues that they have. So, um, but, but I mean, I mean there, there is there is a place always for radio, certainly in my opinion. You talked about wanting to be local. Do you ever see? I guess a better way to ask it: Would there be any possibilities of like a local artist? like being able to put their music on the radio, like Z103 specifically? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that um, back when I was on the night show, I hosted a, a feature called Song Wars. And Song Wars was simply two songs, they compete for votes, and whichever song gets the, vo- gets the most votes moves on to the next night to compete again. And I would frequently put a lot of local songs on that one that were submitted. And I did that for a couple reasons. One, um, it's cool if you're a local artist to get your song on the radio. Like That's kind of like a milestone thing. Like That's a bucket list type thing. Like, hey, I want to get my song on the radio. Uh, but two, it also drives engagement. You get people like, hey, th- that artist is going to call their friends and say, hey, you need to vote for me tonight kind of a thing. And it, it, it launched the careers of, of some people, you know, saying, hey, maybe I can do this music thing. And it was really, really fun. Um, I know that uh, K-Bear uh, used to do a, a, a locals, uh, I think it was called Four Locals Only. Maybe they still do it. I'm not even sure. I should, have to, I should ask Victor Wilt. I haven't talked to him in a little while. But uh, they used to do a Four Locals Only thing where they would play local music and whatnot and it's definitely something that that is an avenue that i think certain um it only works on certain stations certainly but i think stations definitely need to explore if they want to connect to their community more don't be afraid to play a local artist song why not okay if you say look this person here and if and i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say this you can't just play anybody's song it's got to be good definitely. okay i'm not saying you have to be like Katy Perry or Maroon 5 right out the gate, but it's got to be a good song kind of a thing. It can't just be trash. But give the, give yourself an opportunity to connect to your community more. Why not play those songs? You know, yeah. you might as well try. What's what's the, what's the worst that, that can happen to you? You know, it gets one play. It gets that. one play. Okay, wasn't great. Yank it. It's yeah. done. But you also made you also just connected to your community, and you made that person really happy. Yeah. So a lot of people that actually listen to my podcast are local artists. If they were trying to get their song on Z103, what would you suggest? Bring a mixtape yeah. to the office? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, here's what I would do. The first thing I would do is I would, I would ask yourself, does my song fit the genre of the station? Now, our station is what's called a contemporary hit radio CHR Top 40. Um, so that's, we're, we're talking the hot songs out there on the charts. Your, your pops, your, your hip-hops. Sometimes you get an occasional country song in there. Sometimes you'll get a rock song in there. But primarily, it's a, it's a pop type of station. What I would say to you is, number one, you need to make sure your song is radio edit worthy. And what I mean by that is don't put any questionable lyrics in there. Don't put any swear words in there. Or if you do, bleep them out for us. You know, do your own edits on that. Don't make us do the work for that, okay? Because it's much easier and it will sound better if you have it done ahead of time. But two, um, just reach out. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. I mean... We we like we like local artists. I, I like them personally because you get the opportunity you get the opportunity to showcase what we have here in Eastern Idaho. Um, but you just got to reach out, reach out to the program director, reach out to the music director. Let them take let them let them take care of it for you, and just say, look, 
I'd love to have, if there's a feature you have where we can promote local music, that'd be great. In fact, we have one here on Z103 called New at 9. It happens weekday mornings at 9 a.m. with Katie Lee on the Z Morning Show. She plays brand new music that hasn't been heard anywhere else. You hear it on Z103 first. That is a perfect opportunity to get your to get your music out there. So I would just just reach out, you know, reach out to, to the, like our program director on Z103. His name's Josh Tyler, and he... Um, you, you reach out to him, he's going to get back to you. You reach out to our music director, Victor Wilt, who also does uh, uh, mornings on K-Bear. Reach out to him. You've got nothing to lose by doing this. Um, and understand that if, you, if they say no to that song, they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to that song, right? So come up with a different one. Don't don't be just don't be set on one particular song as that's the only song I can ever have on air kind of a thing. It's okay if you submit multiple songs, right? Don't get discouraged. You know, it's not easy for people to break in and to get their music out there. It's definitely a lot easier now with the invention of the internet and, the, and different uh, music sharing services and whatnot. Uh, but you know, you have to understand too that radio stations they have. They have formulas for how we do things. We have, like, the reason we play certain songs on Z103 at certain times or how many times a day, there's a formula behind that. There's a science and an equation behind why, a method to the madness, if you will. And that's, that's what I think local artists need to understand, too, is we're going to do our best to try to, make, to, to do what we can, but we also have to stay true to who we are. You know, and that's why we have features like New at Nine, so we can say, yes, this is for you. This is perfect for you. I mean, this is a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I, and that's what I would say to local artists is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, to be told no, first of all. Don't be afraid to reach out, but make sure your, your music is already ready to go uh, East Idaho, East Idaho re- uh, edit style-wise. You know, we live in a rather conservative religious area, and make sure that your music is not uh, is, is that it would not get us fined by the Federal <laughs> Communications Commission. Let's put it that way. I think a big problem with a lot of people, not just artists, is that once they get rejected, they take that and they're like, "Well, I'm done then." Sure. I feel like you're not a failure until you give up. Exactly, and and especially in the especially in the music industry, I mean, you could. I mean, you look at look at any of the artists out there. How many times do you think that some of them were told, "Nah, I don't think so." Or how many times do you think they were they were, they, were, they visited with a label and they're like, no, we're not going to sign you, but then they get signed by a different one, right? So you just got to keep going. I mean, if you quit, how are you ever going to know? Yeah. I mean, Kanye West was getting rejected by record labels, and he's top five rapper in the world right now. Right, exactly. In fact, I just saw a thing on Facebook. They did a they were doing like a experiment, like a guy in like the biggest uh, symphony in the world. He's mm-hmm. playing on like a three million dollar violin. Just like in the subway, he made like thirty dollars in tips. Yeah, it's like people are just gonna have their. I feel like people have their like uh, biases already. Mm-hmm. Like people trying to make music here, they just say, "Well, that's just another guy trying to be a rapper." Sure. Just gonna write him off. Sure, but you just gotta keep. You gotta push through that. Right. Well, I mean, look at. Uh, here's a perfect good local example. Look at Allie and Christina Christensen. They were on America's Got Talent. I mean, they 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 went to school in Idaho Falls, right? They got to go on America's Got Talent, right? We've had lots of people from Eastern Idaho that have been able to go on these national shows and showcase their talent, right? Um, I mean, just because we live in East Idaho does not automatically put a stamp on us saying that we can't do anything, right? You know, we can, there's lots of cool stuff that comes out of East Idaho. You just got to keep trying. Just if one idea doesn't work. Guess what? You just found one idea that, that to, to show you that maybe I shouldn't go down that path. I'm going to try a different way. I'm going to try to figure something, something else out. Well, and a perfect example of all you've been talking about is me reaching out to you. Sure. I mean, I added you on Facebook, messaged you. You got back to me within like 30 minutes. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> but you're just kind of, uh, you're practicing what you're preaching when you say that we do want to support local people. Around sure. Here. Yeah, we we love supporting local artists. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, not only is it good PR for the station and for who you are, but it, it's just good just for, to build the community, yeah. you know? Let people live their dreams. You know, yeah. why not? I would be stoked if my yeah. song was on the radio. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I remember the first time my voice was on air. I'm like, this is... I, first, by the way, I hated the way I sounded on air. <laughs> and to, and maybe it's just because I've gotten used to it by now. I'm good with it. But um, the first time I heard that, I'm like, holy <laughs> smokes, this is crazy. And uh, I know people, some people feel that way when they call in and, you know, they request a song and all of a sudden their voice is on air requesting that song. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know, this is cool, right? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. That's something I had to get over with this, too. Yeah. But uh, do you have any music out there? 
I don't. I don't <laughs> sing at all. I am. Uh, I, I sing rather poorly. Uh, if you give me a melody, I can hang in there. But I've always thought of myself as just the guy who introduces the music, which <laughs> I was good with, because that that means that I. I mean, if I screw up introducing the music, ah, eh, so what? You know, I, I can I can just say they you know, forget about that. Yeah, whatever. You know, but uh, if I was a person singing the music and you you mess it up, you know. Maybe I just feel like more people would notice. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. But uh, no, I don't have any music out there. And I won't be dropping a mixtape or an album or anything <laughs> like that anytime soon. I want to see if you remember this, because whenever I bring it up, nobody else can remember it. I think it was one of the DJs here. His last name was Lee. Yeah, Preston Lee. He had a song, Hometown mm-hmm. Heroes. Hometown Heroes. Yes. Yep. I bring that up. I can't find it on YouTube or anywhere. Nobody believes me. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, no, I, I remember that song. It's uh, um, I remember, uh, so Preston, I went to school with Preston, and um, uh, he had a you know, buddy came up with that song. And I think Preston had started working, I think, weeknights here on Z, or no, not, not weeknights, sorry, weekends on Z103. And um, he had this song. He's like, dude, could I submit it for song words? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Do it. I mean, why not? And he got a lot of people to, to vote it in and stuff like that. And it was really, it had a good run here. And, you know, what's cool from that is that gave Preston a lot of confidence. He ended up doing middays here on Z103 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the weekdays. And then he ended up getting a job in Boise, working at one of the Boise stations, um, uh, doing I, doing stuff there. I heard him so, over there. Yeah, and so he, he worked on, like, Wild 101 and a couple other stations, and he ended up doing traffic and um, stuff like that, it's traffic and weather updates and things of that nature. And so he was able to take that experience and give him the experience to to move to a bigger market and go do something yeah. like that. So Perfect example to just... Do what you want to do. Don't be sure. scared. Sure. Don't be scared. If 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 you're scared, that's natural. That's yeah. okay. If you're nervous, that's okay. That's natural. If you weren't nervous, that means you wouldn't care enough. About, that means you don't care enough about it. Yeah, and you're not doing anything that's going to help you grow. Exactly. When you do the scary stuff. Exactly, and that's what I found. You know, especially especially when I uh, when I started working at the high school um, out in Ryrie, it was. Uh, I'm like that was that's an avenue I'd never been I'd never been there before I'd never worked in a school before and it was one of those things I was like okay this is new I'm gonna have to really force myself here and understand I'm it's okay to learn it's okay to learn and you learn a lot and then you get you get more comfortable and then a new challenge comes your way you become uncomfortable again there's no there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone so i mean that's that's what it comes down to yeah you heard it here first maddie merrill (laughs) (laughs) so i typically end each episode with uh, the three same questions but before i get that i got a few you can just give me a quick answer to some of these okay um so what did you do with the ten thousand dollars you won shooting a half court shot in (laughs) high school Wow, that was uh, I haven't been asked that question in a long time. Um, I I spent some of it. I wanted to go. I wanted to look good. Um, I went to the, I went to the sports store, got some sports apparel I'd always wanted. I was only a freshman in high school when this happened. Yeah, and uh, the rest of it I saved. Actually, I put it into a money market account that my dad had set up, and I saved it, and then I uh, used that to pay for my uh, LDS mission. Nice. So, smart man. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> That's crazy. That it was at a high school game too, right? Yeah, it was. It was, at our, it, was at our, it was at our high school game. And it was put on by an insurance company, one of the, one of the sponsors, one of the boosters yeah. for our high school. And it's, it's really easy to do, apparently. You, just, you, you can buy a policy, and if, it's like if someone makes a shot or whatever, you just cash in the policy. That's kind of how it works. That's crazy. So, um, My next question. Do you still have your 1994... Chevy Astro van. I do not. I wish I did. That <laughs> yeah. van was bussing. Yeah, that, I think that, it's sweet. That that van was awesome. Um, it, it would. I wish we would have. I think my parents traded it in when they needed to get a new van. Um, but uh, no, sadly, I do not have that vehicle anymore. Maybe when you retire from Z103 and go, go Z103 money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go go find me a, a van so I can go live down by the river or something <laughs> like that. All right. What is your favorite song ever on Z103? Boy, oh man, that one's are you, hard. Are you actively listening? As the song is on, like, do you hear it? So, honestly, it depends. So, I guess I'll answer that question first. When I'm on air, um, you have a lot of stuff that goes on in between time. Um, Like, I'll listen. Like, if it's a new song, I'll listen to the whole song. Because I want to get, I want to know what it's, what it's, what it's about, what it's like. Um, But, like, you're always working on, you know, answering the phones or answering the text line or doing stuff on social media or creating a commercial or getting ready for your next break and stuff like that. So honestly, I'm looking for, for, for just time on the, on the screen. I look at the time saying, okay, at this time I have to go talk. So I have four minutes to get all this stuff done. And then once that one's done, I've got six minutes to get before I have to talk again, kind of a thing. So I hear a lot of intros to songs and a lot of outros <laughs> to songs and not a lot of middles to yeah. songs. So let's put it that way. Um, all time favorite song on Z103. Boy. Um, 
That is a really hard question. Um, the, 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 I think it was 2013, there was the song Get Lucky by Daft Punk yeah. and Pharrell Williams. That one came out. That song, I remember the Robin Thicke song, Blurred Lines. Those two songs were super hot yeah. when they came out. And, you know... Lyrical content aside, the, the 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 beat to those songs was phenomenal. It was awesome. And I just remember those were the songs of the summer, all that summer. summer. Yeah, all summer long, cool. like everybody wanted to hear that song. I loved, I, and here's the thing. I don't really listen to a ton of lyrics when it comes to stuff. I really don't, um, unless it's like really, really bad. Um, and, you know, we try, to, we try to clean up stuff as best we can yeah. um, here. But uh, I love listening to the, I, I, I love listening to the beats and the, and the instrumental portions of the songs and whatnot. Those two songs are pretty sweet. Um, can't not dance to man, those. Man, I, I can't give you a straight answer on this one because yeah. there's a lot of different songs out there. I mean, you look at anything that Justin Timberlake's made, Maroon 5. Um, there's a lot of artists out there. I'd have, Gosh, I could sit here and talk forever yeah. about that. So it's not a short answer, to put it that way. So I don't know if I can even give you a straight answer well, there. Well, what about least favorite? I feel like that's an easier question. Oh, okay, least favorite. Yeah, I have a few least favorite ones. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to... There's, there's one by... Um, uh, by designer, it was called Panda. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that song? Yeah, I didn't know they played it on. Oh, uh, we played it. I hated that song with a burning passion. Um, I just thought it sounded like you ever take. Have you ever taken a song and slowed it down and then reversed it to see if it like says anything weird and I've stuff like that? that? Yeah, I, that's what I felt like it sounded like. I, yeah. I felt like it just sounded like straight trash. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't like that song at all. Um, well, designer is an active listener of mine, so he's not going to be. Oh, happy to hear sorry, that. designer. You, I'm <laughs> sorry, we're going to have a difference of opinion there. Um, you know, one of the songs that I, I don't know if I say I should essentially say I disliked it. I just didn't like how often it played. Probably was Carly Rae Jepsen, "Call Me Maybe." I was about to say that. That, that one drove that one drove me nuts. Yeah. Um, that, there's that. I mean, look, there's a lot of songs that are like that. There, there honestly is. Um, I mean, I could go through songs that we have now on air. Like a lot of people don't like Olivia Rodrigo. I'm, like, I'm just kind of impartial. I'm yeah. like, I don't. Yeah. You do know, you, whatever. Do you believe she's an industry plant? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no. I feel like she is. I just so like, there, there's songs like that. There's songs that I'm like, nope, nope, yeah. not playing that one. That one's that one's awful. But yeah. those are the two. The, so the Carly Rae Jepsen song and the designer song are the ones that came to mind. At least you aren't forced to listen to it. I was always thought yeah. you had to listen to the songs. Sure, yeah. No, and I don't. I, and that's the thing is when you're in between songs, or when a song is playing, you're working on stuff in here, so you don't yeah. ever really have to fully listen to it. So but. you would say this is definitely a lot more busy job than people. People oh, no, no yeah. question. I mean, especially now. I mean, back in the day, you would have, you know, one or two people here in the studio to assist you. And now with the way that technology has advanced, I mean, everything's it's not done by CDs, although that's our backup in case everything goes down. You don't have records or anything. like. I mean, it's all digital now. It's MP3s. It's waves. It's it's different types of of technology that we use now and it's i mean the station at night is ran by the computer that's just what it is you know without the computer now like if i was if i was uh if if if, it, if this was 20 years ago we would have way more equipment in here have with less ability to do stuff and it would be a non-stop go 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 job don't bug me while i'm doing my show kind of a thing but because of technology now it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i guess this might be a hard question to answer do you do you think there's a possibility that the radio personalities will will die off in a way? I guess that's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to say no to that, just because people like content. Yeah. The, the 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 rule is content is king. Now music is content certainly, but other stuff out there like when we do Z103 Dirt, for example, at least when yeah. I did it, it, I always tried to come up with the craziest stuff from the from the celebrity world. People love hearing that stupid stuff, yeah. right? Uh, we have this feature called "Hey, dude, why'd you do that stupid thing?" on the morning show with Katie Lee. I used to call it "Stupid Criminals" when I did the night show. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was stupid with "Stupid Criminals." I mean, I would just go to town on the stupidity <laughs> of some people, and I would get people calling me just dying of laughter, saying, "Man, you were so right about that. That was so dumb," you know, stuff like that. Um, I don't think that the that the personalities will ever go away. However, I do think if you don't put effort into it, and you're just a you're just kind of a eh personality. You will f- you will find that you'll be out of a job faster than you think um, because people won't listen to you. It'll show up in the ratings. It'll show up um, just people don't want to interact with you, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I, I mean, you really just have to put effort into it. I mean, look at look at all the people who are on YouTube and TikTok and Twitch and all these different 
websites and platforms out there that where they create content. I mean, perfect example is Shay Carl, who used to do the night show on Z103. Shay Carl got got this massive YouTube following and was able to create an entire company because of what he did just purely on YouTube. You know, he took his persona and he made it so much bigger and he was able to to do that uh, with the with the uh, Shaytard's uh, YouTube channel that he has. Dang, I never uh, heard about that. Yeah, I mean he was he was so he was the night DJ before Dusty B and then I was after Dusty B. And uh, that's what happened. He he took his YouTube channel and made it huge just with content that started here in Z103. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, I mean, content is king. People are always out there. I mean, if you're on your phone, you're probably looking at a stupid video yeah. on TikTok or yeah. Twitter or Facebook or something like that. So you have to be engaging, certainly. Yeah. That's kind of a part of me wanting to start this is like, you know, not everybody drinks beer. Not everybody smokes cigarettes. Sure. Everybody's addicted to their phone, though. Everybody's yeah. always on their phone. Exactly. I mean, and, and that's that's good and bad, certainly. I mean, yeah. there's... There's a lot of problems that come with being addicted to your phone. However, you can take a lot of those things and make them into a positive with the type of content that you post, certainly. I mean, yeah. how easy is it to stay up late at night and look at stupid videos that are being posted all over and just be like, and either laugh at them or just shake your head in, in, in disbelief, yep. right? And then, oh, it's three in the morning. Right. How did that happen? And it's three in the morning. It's, oh, I got to get up at six to go to work. Great. <laughs> well, and as I was asking you that question about the personalities, it kind of hit me that that is another thing that the the station provides sure outside of just streaming is like a lot of people do turn in for those those bits like the dirt and the, sure yeah yeah i mean you think about it like anytime think about the giveaways that we do i yeah. mean uh, streaming channels aren't going to give you the opportunity to get a get a four pack of tickets to go to the movies mm-hmm. or to go to the go or go see uh gabriel iglesias at the eastern idaho state fair or stuff like that like that's where that local connection comes in right yeah. they, people want to know what's happening in their community what they want to know what events are going on mm-hmm. like What's happening down at the Greenbelt? What's happening at, at Holt Arena? What's going on? Like all these different things. You're not going to get that from Spotify and, and Pandora and those type of places. That's where that local connection comes in. If people want to know what's going on. And it, as long as radio can deliver it in a memorable and in a memorable way that makes it so that people want to ask the radio station before they try to look it up online or something like that. There you go. Yeah. That's that's where that connection comes in, and that's where the importance of radio can still be maintained. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my last questions: Who would you say is the biggest influence in your life, from a personal perspective and also a professional perspective? Okay, so I'd say from a personal perspective, it's definitely my dad. Uh, I grew up on a farm in Canada, and uh, my dad worked his butt off. He worked his butt off, and he's still he's in his last year of farming right now. And um, I, I've told my dad, uh, you know, my 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 family accuses me of working too hard, and I said, "There's nothing I could do about that." I just I've seen that's what my dad does. Like that's that's what I do, right? Um, there's in my mind, working hard, work ethic is what can make a lot of dreams come true. And my dad, for a long time, worked his butt off and didn't quite see you know, the results of what he was doing. Like he, he loves being a, he loved being a farmer. He loves it. And he loved watching plants grow. He loved being able to plant something in the spring and harvest it in the fall. And there was a few years where there was, it was, it was tough on the farm, you know, between drought or losing it to crops, to hailstorms and stuff like that. There was a few tough years there, but to see him later as after I, after I went to college and whatnot, to see the success that he's been able to have, um, and, and his drive to be able to succeed, that had a major impact on me. And also, um, the way in which he handles adversity um, and the way in which he handles himself with other people, it, it showed me how I, uh, I, I wanted to be just like him. I wanted to be just like my dad. And hopefully I can live up to that. You know, that's, I think that's what every little boy wants to do is they want to be, able, they want to be just like their dad. I know my, my son is nine and he's told, he's told my wife several times, I want to be just like dad. And I'm like, oh man, don't put that target on my back kind of a thing. But that's what, it, that's the way it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been definitely the big influence for me in my, in my personal life as to the, the, the type of person that I want to be and to the responsibilities that I have as a husband and as a father. Um, professionally, I, from the radio standpoint, it's absolutely been Brad Barlow. He's the guy who hired me at Z103. He's the guy who stuck his neck out there for me. Um, and he's the guy who taught me how to be on air at Z103. He taught me how to be Maddie Merrill, basically. And he's the guy who told me, he's like, look, just be you. Be the wild side of you, but be you, mm-hmm. right? And, 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 you know, he taught me how to use 
all the different programs he used. He taught me, you know, what he, what he, not only what he expected at Z103, he was able to correct me when I needed correction if I, if I wasn't doing something right. He corrected me in a way that never made me feel like I'd failed. It just made me feel like there's a better way to do this, you know, taking it from two sides of the coin, right? And he, he had a major impact on me. And the, the day that he left Z103 was, I, I definitely felt that one, you know, getting punched in the feels kind of a thing, you know? I'm just like, dude, no, don't make me cry, you know? Which, um, but he had a major impact in my life. And I'll, I'll always be grateful for, for him and sticking his neck out there for me and taking a chance on a on a dumb college kid from Canada (laughs) and saying, Hey, you ought to, I want you to work on my commercial radio station, even though I met you five minutes ago. Right. That's basically what it was. Yeah. And so he's definitely had the biggest impact for me and, and, and whatnot. That's crazy. I don't, I don't remember him being at Z103. I know him as a photographer. Yeah. His his photography is pretty awesome. Yeah. And you know, he started, he started that photography based on an endorsement that he had here at the radio station with Fars Jewelry. And I remember he went into Fars Jewelry one time and he, he bought this camera and, and he's like, Hey, I'm just going to learn how to do this. And he, I mean, everything he did, he basically self-taught himself how to do this. And I, that, that was one of the cool things about Brad and still is one of the cool things about Brad. He know, like if he wants to figure out how to do something, he's gosh darn it. He's going to figure it out and he's going to be one of the best at it, but he's always so self-deprecating that he never gives himself enough credit for what he does. And I wish he would give himself himself more credit because he's so good at photography and he is so good at being on air. I still, I look, I, I know that I've been pretty successful in radio, but I've never been on the level that Brad Barlow has been at. And that's because I consider him one of the goats of East Idaho radio. Yeah. You know, he is, he is one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. I'd put you up on that Mount Rushmore too. Uh, don't put me up there. Let's talk <laughs> about that maybe in 20, 30 years, but uh, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> well, my final question, what advice would you give to somebody wanting to work in radio or maybe you can even dive into the sports writing too, or just. Sure. Um, the first thing I would say is you have to be willing to actually put yourself out there and say, and and go meet people in the industry. Um, like I said, the only reason I have a job here is because I met someone in the industry and I took a chance. Um, the second thing is there is lots of, there's lots of ways in which like for, let's say for radio, for example, anyone can download a voice recording app and can practice, right? When I, when I used to drive home from Eastern Idaho to Canada to go visit my family, you know what I did? I practiced my voice. There's no one else in the car with me. Montana's kind of boring. You know, there's nothing there. I had is an eight hour drive for me home. I practice. That's what I would do. <laughs> I would just practice. And you have to be willing to practice and, and sometimes not see the fruit of your results right off the bat. Okay. Um, I know in basketball, they say, if you want to see any significant gains, you have to have uh, when it comes to like shooting, you have to shoot 10,000 shots, you know, especially like with the same form every time and whatnot to try to get that form down. And uh, it's no different in, in broadcasting. If you want to get into sports writing or sports broadcasting, you know, the best thing you can do is study the pros, study them. When I was growing up, um, I loved listening to the introductions that would be played on the TV for like the NBA finals and stuff like that. I loved watching that because I wanted to see how they announced it. I want to see the music that they used. Um, I, I always paid super close attention to the broadcasters of the games. You know, back in the late nineties when it was the NBA on NBC, I would pay attention to the broadcasters at the time and how they called the games. Um, even today I pay attention to that. I, I'm, st- I'm maybe I'm just a broadcaster snob, but I really care about who is calling a game? Like if I'm watching a game on TNT, is it Kevin Harlan who's calling it? Is it uh, is it someone else? Uh, if it's on ESPN, who's calling the game? You know, what's their catchphrase? How do they call games? And I, you just try to mimic that. Um, so the first thing, obviously, would be to to study. Second would be to reach out to those people, um, ask them about you know how you could be involved. Third, be willing to take on jobs that you don't think are. Uh, or that you may think are beneath you when it comes to trying to get in the industry, okay? Uh, you know, the old saying is, well, she's just the coffee girl kind of thing. She goes and gets coffee for everyone. Well, guess what? That's how you get in the industry, right? You do you do simple things like that. Like, we used to have what's called the Z103 street team, and some people from that street team now work here at Z103, right? And they, or they work here in the building because they were willing to do the small jobs to prove that they were worthy of the big jobs. So, and, and the other thing is just ask questions, you know, most people are going to say, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, 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 what I do and how I can help you. You know, uh, if you never ask, you're never going to know. 
And uh, that's what I would say. Just be willing to do that. And if like, I mean, with anything, you have to be genuinely curious. You have to be, and you have to be willing to go the extra mile to get in there. You know, if, if it's something that you really think you can do, you've got to commit to it. Okay. You can't, you can't go half speed. You've got to be all in. And that's what I would say. If you're, if you're going to do it, be all in. You'll find out, and if you're all in, you'll find out real quick if it's for you or not. Yeah, definitely. Well, I appreciate you doing this, man, and congrats on the amazing career. Hope, uh, I don't know, hope tomorrow's a, an amazing day for you. No, thank you. I appreciate that.